you guys are watching this and you have already failed on your new New Year's resolution, don't worry because 80% of people already have failed on a New Year's resolution by February. Welcome to Loans Elevated, the podcast that brings you the latest industry news, expert interviews, and insightful discussions that will help you stay ahead in this dynamic market. I'm your host, Brock Lassick, and I've spent years in the trenches of the mortgage industry, helping individuals and businesses navigate the complex landscape of real estate financing. I'm your co-host, TJ Heidenreich, and together we'll cover a wide range of topics, from business strategies that skyrocket your success to mindset and motivation that fuel your growth. Today we're talking about a unique and probably doesn't seem very timely topic, which is goal setting, uh, and I would say going deeper vision planning. And TJ looked up a pretty interesting stat, which is why we thought it would be good to present this this week. Yeah. So, would you look up? If you guys are watching this and you have already failed on your New Year's resolution, don't worry, because eighty percent of people already have failed on a New Year's resolution by February. It's That's crazy. insane. <laughs> so Thirty days into the <laughs> exactly. New Year, exactly. So you can start over. It's not too late. Don't let the whole rest of the year go to crap because you've already failed. Let's do it the right way. Yep. So today we're going to go over some tactical steps that have been really helpful for us in goal setting and trying to get our minds on the right track, but also kind of give some telling insight from our perspective as to why we think so many people fail at their goals. And I think the underlying reason from my perspective is people fail at their goals because there's not enough meaning or purpose attached to the goals they're setting. They're probably goals that were set uh, from some outside influence some mm. some influence from a boss a friend a spouse uh, something you saw on a on a podcast or whatever and you're like oh man that seems like a cool goal so you set the goal but there's like there's not enough meaning and purpose behind it behind it yeah exactly so you don't and some of this stuff is a little bit like kind of overcooked and and talked about a lot but there's a lot of meaning to what we're about to say so please listen don't allow uh some of the cliche-ness of what we're talking about uh, allow you to tune off because this is really important. I think you're going to find a ton of value in what we're talking about today. So, um, yeah. Teach, do you want to dive into the first couple bullet points? Yeah, I think the first thing you have to analyze with your goals, whether that be in business, fitness, whatever you're trying to do, whatever aspect of life you're trying to work on, is what is working, what is and what's not working too. I think they go kind of hand in hand. Um, but to backtrack a little bit, last year you and I we were down in uh, Southern Utah for our team activity and we snuck away one morning to a coffee shop to go set some goals. I had some pretty lofty goals that I wanted to reach. I was sharing that with Brock and he shared that message with me. He was like, okay, do you want these goals or is there an outside influence that is making you want these goals? And I sat there and thought, I'm like, well, shit, maybe, maybe I'm the one that doesn't want these goals or an and unpure motivation. Right. That's the hard thing. Right. Exactly. And I was at the time I was also listening to a podcast that was feeding me a lot of this information that was causing me to set some of these goals. And that day I changed the goals dramatically and it filled my cup way more and it gave me a lot more clarity in what I was working towards. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something really is first step. Yeah. Yeah, getting clear. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, like, to help you do that, because this is a process to get mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Teach said, we went out, and it, there was a beautiful scene that we were, you know, nice view that we were looking at. And we chilled for, I mean, it was hours. We went mm-hmm. early. I think yeah. we left at, like, 6 o'clock yeah. in the morning, yep. posted it up, 
chilling, uh, looking at the beautiful scenery. Off, I mean, for like a, an hour of cumulative time, probably just sitting there in silence. Yeah, we didn't trying even to say anything to each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we challenged each other to say, man, like what? what is it really? Uh, but to simplify to the first couple bullet points TJ said is think over the last year. What worked last year? Mm-hmm. What actually propelled you to accomplish what was important to fill your cup, to keep you driven, to keep you alive, to keep you fueled running for whatever you were pursuing, what worked? And then think, what didn't work? Like, what were these weird things, these podcasts, these ideas mm-hmm. that you got that pulled you off track or made it, like I said, unpure, something that wasn't like really filling your cup. It didn't have any meaning for you, except for maybe provided some motivation in the moment or for the, the day or the week or whatever. But it's something that's like not satisfying you and if it's not satisfying like stop it because you're not going to actually do it it'll create a ton of resistance in your life you're not going to get to the goal anyway yeah well that's because motivation runs out motivation can only last for so long you've got to create you got to find something that passion passion and discipline Mm -hmm. that you want to strive towards Mm -hmm. i think i'm sorry i'm going a little bit off script here but you have to have vision we oftentimes, to start off, we talk about what we want our life to look like, not right now, not one year away, but five years away, 10 years away in retirement age, what that really wants to look like. And we reverse engineer according to that. That's right. That's, I mean, that is the mega trick. And we're going to kind of dive into mm-hmm. some more of that towards the end of this, give you some really good takeaways on how to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so question one, what's working? Question two, what isn't working? And just get real, like distill this down to not trying to say what you think somebody wants you to say or whatever. This is all independent work. Uh, No one even needs to know about it, right? So just be true and authentic and real on this little journaling session. What's working? What isn't working? Over the past year, couple years, five years, whatever. Um, And then the next question is thinking over whatever time horizon you say, you know, most commonly like over the past year. What is one thing you want to stop doing? What's one thing you want to start doing? And what's one thing you should continue doing because it is providing benefits. And like TJ said earlier, I think the important thing is, is chalking this down into each individual element of your life. So it's like if you're setting goals professionally uh, in your real estate business or other business, like what should you stop doing in your real estate business? What should you start doing in your real estate business? What should you continue doing? You could even go down a little further and say, what should you stop doing in your prospecting efforts? What should you start doing? What should you continue doing? And kind of just allow this to build. But um, those three bullet points are simple questions just to get the juices flowing. Would Mm -hmm. you add anything to that? I think, yeah, no, I think that's perfect. Yeah. One thing we do is theme our months according, according Mm -hmm. to that as well. So for example, say you want one of your, you want to expand your network uh, in business. Well, what you could do is maybe you have one theme for one month that it is solely focused on social media for expanding your network. So you're adding in your time block, maybe for 30 minutes, you're going in and just commenting on people's posts to interact with them and have them interact with you. Or you're filming different types of content to interact with more people to expand your network. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe one month it is more more focused on events. So maybe you're hosting an event for someone or you're attending more events to expand the network. Just make sure you're theming the month that's ultimately driving you towards the, the goal at the end of the journey. And what TJ said earlier, uh, we basically always start with a vision. Mm-hmm. So we actually, in our businesses, literally, our, our business planning that we do at the beginning of the year, we have a theme for the year for our business and our lives and other things. But we'll just talk about business. We have a theme for the year. And then we have a theme for the quarter. And then we have a theme for the month. 
And then we do content planning with our team. It's basically, um, you know, how are we pursuing our sales efforts in our mortgage businesses with our team? And we have a theme for the week. So we know what we're talking about for the week. And that feeds the month. And that feeds the quarter. And that feeds the year. But it always starts with these. So theme of the month is not, you shouldn't start there. It's just imagine a thematic goal. And that thematic goal is like, what is the vision? What do you want Mm -hmm. to accomplish? Now just reverse engineer and try and simplify stuff. Then it's not emotional. It's very tactical. Mm -hmm. And you're just doing something that makes sense. What I find is if you don't have this buy-in to a vision or what we're calling a theme in this case, if you don't have that buy-in, that's where you can be listening to a podcast and it's like, oh, shoot, I'm going to take the left turn here. And then you listen to another podcast. Oh, man, I'm going to flip around and go the other way. And then you listen to another podcast and you're going to go another direction. But if you had this theme, what happens is those same podcasts, suddenly your theme and your vision is so clear that you're getting the nuggets that feed the theme and the vision for you, taking you closer to what you want, coming out of the valuable content, but you have a you have a direction. So you're not allowing the content and the coaching and the influence from others to cause you to change your direction, yeah. mm-hmm. right? It's just impact. It, it's it's adding to yeah. What well, you're I think doing. it's important to plan it out in gen- or whenever it is the. the the calendar for the year rather mm. it's like what we do is a marketing we call it a marketing calendar but it's not really marketing it's for the whole business like we have our team retreats already set yeah. our offsites we've got events already planned we know that the, the themes for the months months in advance a, y- a year in advance and it makes our lives a lot easier mm-hmm. so that way we're not doing a complete 180 um, so the bottom line is us getting as clear as we can possibly get on like what is the plan what is the roadmap now one thing i'll caution you on from my perspective, and, and I think we have been guilty of this, this is something we've learned ourselves, is you can get too analytical about this. So oh, yeah. you don't want like a theme for every second, and you don't like you don't want to overanalyze this. Just imagine like what is going to take you quickest to the goal that is most fulfilling and gives you exactly what you want. Do enough to make that work. And we've been practicing this for years and years and years. So we've gotten pretty tactical and we have teams, team members, I should say, that take a lot of this load off us so we can just like fire off ideas and they've got their own themes, but we don't even really kind of know what they are. We're just told what yeah. to do that is al- in alignment with Yeah, that. no, that's true. I think the one thing that does do for us is it allow us, allows us to, to skate instead of where the puck is, where the puck is going. Yeah. So we can always stay aligned. And if there is something that pops up that we can need to pivot really quick, we can t- we can mm-hmm. do so. But then hurry and get right back on track to where the puck is going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Keeps us keeps us aligned. One other thing I'll add just uh, as far as like how you can execute on this, uh, like an example, is this podcast that we do. We have a theme for every week of the month. We're always hitting on a certain topic. So it takes less brain power. And we were very methodical and thoughtful about like, what do we want to deliver to our people listening to the podcast? What do we want to deliver? And how do we do that most effectively without like suddenly, you know, uh, talking about loan programs every single week? Because that's not all that we want to deliver content wise. So um, anyway, that's kind of how you chunk that down. Uh, Another thing too is is time blocking. So Mm -hmm. I'm big on time blocking and you are as well. I learned that from you. Um, You have this quadrant that you were telling me about earlier. Mm -hmm. What is the quadrant? You said you talked about different aspects of life. Yeah, so let's talk about that. One thing I want to put a plug in. This is going to be, there will be a link on this. uh, Wherever you're listening to this, there will be an access to uh, this resource on our website, loanselevated.com. And it's a massive business planner specifically designed for realtors. Uh, The woman that created it is Valerie Garcia. 
Uh, she's clearly a badass because there is so much good information that we're sharing. Some of the information we're sharing today mm-hmm. came directly from this. Uh, although we've been practicing it, she puts it in a pretty manageable way in this worksheet. So we're going to link that on on the page where you guys can access it. But one of these cool things that we that we discovered in this, because uh, we're huge time blockers, but in like it takes a it's a, a very difficult muscle to build, and so many people are resistant to it uh, unless you have consistent coaching like I had and then I was just the consistent coach for TJ and now we're the consistent coaches for the people on our team and and we're pretty dang good at it but it takes consistent coaching and and there's some resistance that you got to get over but um, this quadrant this kind of simplifies how to start time blocking so the quadrant is this imagine a, a four quadrant box and you've got income producing activities on the top left and then the top right you have relationship building activities And then bottom left, you have administrative activities or administrative duties or tasks that you need to do. And then on the bottom right, you have professional development or personal development. And that seems to just encompass, in a professional sense, everything you would need to put into your business or professional Mm -hmm. calendar. Of course, there's family and there's all these other things, but these are the things. So all those quadrants are business. Yeah, yeah, because there's nothing, I mean, like, professional development slash personal development could be, like... So the relationship building, that's that's for professional relationships. Correct, right, yes, yes. And then you could have other things, like, you could do similar things for the family, you know, but I just want to clarify that. This is for business planning, uh, this part of it. So then the idea is you list those quadrants, and then in each quadrant, you just start listing all the things you do. So income-producing activities, realtors. There's there's so many different things you do. You might be cold calling. You might be doing pop buys. You might be doing farming. You might be doing um, whatever, calling your database every week. You might be doing events. There's so many different income-producing activities that you're doing that you can draw a straight line from this activity created dollars in my bank account List all those out and then go to the next category, relationship building. How are you building relationships in your business? What are you even doing? It forces you to think critically about what you're doing and you do that in each quadrant and then go through and narrow this down. So I think about the Pareto rule, which is 80% of what you're doing is not needed and the top 20% is what you have to identify and then just go all in on that top 20%. You're going to get way better results uh, over time. So now you narrow stuff down in each quadrant, what is the top 20% of things that I've listed that are the most important things? And then I, and some of that, that might mean that some of those activities become consolidated into one thing. And now you just take that top 20% that you've done through this little exercise and you plant that stuff into your time block so that it, there's meaning again, now there's meaning behind it. You know why in the world you're doing what you're doing. Um, and it's kind of like a big rocks thing. Exactly. You can make sure you're getting the most important stuff done. It's yeah. out of the way. You don't even have to think about it. It's automatically happening. Yep. And the cool thing about this is it allows you to just naturally, because of the way the exercise is designed, it allows you to chunk the activities in big blocks on your calendar. So, Teach, you should talk about what we have really, what we learned through our coaching mm-hmm. uh, and what we've really leaned into, which is the red, green, gold, because yeah. this kind of speaks to it. But I want to just reaffirm yeah. this point yeah. of chunking your activities. Oh, for sure. So what he was talking about first was the income generating activities. We call that green time. So anytime that's on your calendar, I, we legit have it printed off where our calendar is green. That's when we're making our calls, we're meeting with clients or meeting with referral partners. That is green time where we're actually generating and producing money. So that could also include in this exercise <coughs> relationship building activities. Yep, correct. Correct. Yep. If you're going to lunch or doing whatever to 
help strengthen that relationship. Um, then you've got red time. Red time it is not necess- necessarily bad, but what red time is, that's when you're working on building the business, the logistics of the business. Maybe you're meeting with your team. Maybe you're going through your email. You're just doing the stuff that's not necessarily generating you uh, generating cash, but it has to get done in order for the business to run. So imagine the bottom two categories. So this yep. is administrative and professional slash personal <clears throat> development stuff. That's red time because you're yep. not actually creating income. Yep. And then you've got gold time. Uh, this is e- going to be either for family and or personal development. So this is going to be your date night, or this is going to be going to the gym, anything that's going to be working on yourself and or your family. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think, though, is that you should have all this bunch, and I think that's what you're alluding to yep. just barely. It, you don't want to have your green time, like say you have a morning meeting that's going to be red, and then right after that morning meeting, you're going to meet with a client and or a referral partner. Then right after that, you're going to meet with your team to do a pipeline review on whatever you is you're selling. You're switching your brain and using different parts of your brain that is going to slow you down because you're trying to get focused on one aspect of your business and then you're switching the red quadrant back to the green back and forth and it's going to make your life hell because you're going back and forth all the time Mm -hmm. but if you can chunk it say you're going from talking to a client then you're sending a video to your database about what you were just talking about you're you already have that part of your brain activated and you don't have to switch back to another uh, sector of your brain it makes Mm -hmm. it way easier and what I find, like when we're dealing with the team, I'm just on point. I'm looking mm-hmm. at, you know, our, our loan system and I'm looking at our CRM and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like in team mode. So yep. I'm like in coaching mode and, yep. and I'm listening and I'm, I'm critically thinking about files and I'm doing all that stuff. That's the mode I'm in. And then I get into sales mode later in the day. We do that basically from eight until 11 mm-hmm. is our red time it's throughout the day. That's where we handle all of that stuff. Uh, and then from 11 to the end of the day is where we're dealing with green time. But now when I'm on green time, I'm making sales calls. Like it takes, you got to get the juices flowing. You got to get warmed up. You got to get your conversation skills heated up and running mm-hmm. for the day. Now I just keep getting better and better and better through the day in my, in my green time. Yeah. What's e- which is even cooler about this too, is the team starts to learn that. So if you've got mm-hmm. people in your life that you're working with, they know, Hey, it's past 11 o'clock. They're on sales time. I'm not going to bug them. It's not an issue that really needs to be brought up today. I can talk about tomorrow morning. Well, and the cool thing is it's so consistent in our business. Uh We never talk about a file outside of that red time. Literally never. Now, again, we are so blessed to have an extraordinary team. So we got people that are kind of. And this took training. It wasn't like this happened overnight. It took forever, years and years Mm -hmm. and years. I mean, frankly, I've been dealing with this. My, most of my focus has been over the past 12 to 15 years building this team and building this time block and this, and this process. But now we're so lucky and we're, really good at it and our mm-hmm. team to tj's point like we've created this habit in our team where it's like all right we're dealing with deals at this time and then after that our team also now we've got leveraged green time if you will because mm-hmm. our team is now calling our clients while we're calling business partners mm-hmm. or we're calling other clients and we're literally getting two or three x maybe more our reach yeah yeah of, of the efforts <laughs> yeah. and they're on point mm-hmm. way more than we're on point or mm-hmm. i mean as as well as we're on point yeah and no one's interrupting each other and I think what's made that work so well is the team is also bought into our vision, yeah, which, which yeah, goes into the next yeah, point, is, is yep. the VTO. You want to dive into the VTO? Yeah. So, gosh, there's a lot about this. So, the VTO, we'll actually link the VTO as a resource, too. Um, there's a good book called Traction. Yep. Um, there's a lot of X's and O's in it, but we've pulled some good nuggets from that we use 
on the daily for our team. Yep, hundred percent. And it's uh, EOS is the is the company that created this VTO Vision Traction Organizer is what it stands for. And I would say it's like the lifeblood of our business oh, sure. to make sure that we stay on track. So we'll be sure that we link that here as well. This is twofold. So I'll start with the one thing that might be a little bit easier, and then we'll dive into the VTO why it's so powerful for us. But value proposition is something that we are TJ and I have spent three to four years really, really, really honing that in, in our business, because what we felt like is we were all, we, as the business moves, because every business in life, there it's, con the only thing that's constant is change, right? It's always moving, but we're, we were like, holy crap, we're not going to just keep changing what it is that we're delivering to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous. We don't have a consistent message and theme. We focused on that now. And our direct message and theme now, or consistent message and theme now is we're holistic mortgage planners. And then we've broken that down into three very defined uh, pillars of how we bring value to our clients, whether it's a first-time buyer all the way up to a sophisticated investor or somebody retiring and downsizing into their final home. We optimize leverage for their unique situation, which enables us to mitigate financial risks. Again, this changes depending on the lifestyle that they're living and the time of their life which allows us to maximize wealth creation or in other people's scenario, wealth preservation. Now, we're not financial planners, but we try to think through the process of how does investing in real estate and financing of real estate play a role in all this stuff and how can we coordinate with their third-party financial planners or uh, other like legal team, whatever it is, how do we coordinate with them to create the most holistic plan for their lives? And we have referrals. If you don't already have a team on your side, we got referrals for the people that are not mortgage people or real estate mm -hmm. people, which you would already know. So that value proposition is very meaningful for us. And it allows us to just like, we're a hundred thousand percent driven and focused on like, we know this is something massively valuable that we deliver to our clients, our business partners, and anyone that we can encounter in business. And our competitors cannot compete because it's just the fabric of who we are. Well, it's crazy is we went back to the roots for the same thing for this. <laughs> I remember sitting down in your office when we were chatting about this, how we created this value proposition. We were talking about, again, what do we actually want? Yep. Because we weren't having fun being order takers. Yep. Like We're like, well, we have fun is when we're strategizing with people. And then we, we that created the three pillars that he just talked about. Yep. Uh, and then from there... I mean, we realized we weren't having fun when it was like, okay, here's your loan. Have fun. We call that McDonald's mortgage. Yep, when exactly. we were taking orders, putting our hand out the window, it's like, this is stupid. What mm -hmm. we love is when we sit in those consultations with clients yep. and we coach them through a different way of thinking and a different strategy, which is ultimately their choice mm -hmm. to, to execute on. But, but it is life-changing. It's the biggest investment we, they're ever going to make. And people literally are like tearing up and they didn't <laughs> yeah. realize uh, what is possible. Yep. And we just coach people through that. So we're really excited and invigorated about it, which makes us way more impactful in business. So that value proposition, really getting an understanding of what is it that you deliver to your team, your clients, your business partners? What is that thing? Like, what's the value proposition you give that you can be passionate about and is meaningful for you? I think that's first and mm -hmm. foremost, yeah, very, sure. very mm -hmm. important. Yep. And then the tactical thing here is vision, traction, organizer. So we've been talking a lot about vision. I think value prop... Uh, and having something meaningful or purpose uh, is really what I would say. Mm -hmm. Your purpose yeah. in business is at the pinnacle. That's like the top of the food chain. And then you dive into vision. And this vision traction organizer allows you to basically identify, like, what, what are your team's core values? Um, and what is your 10-year vision? 
and what are your strategies and your proven processes and all these things that make you unique. And then it dives into your three-year plan and then it dives into your one-year goal and then it dives into your quarterly rocks. And the cool thing is, is our 10-year vision has been in place for about five years now, the current 10-year vision. So we have five more years to get there. But literally the team could, any person on our team could actually tell you what it is without looking at anything. They know exactly what the vision is. So they're bought in to Mm -hmm. why in the world we're doing what we're doing. And then the three-year plan just feeds into that vision. So that's a little bit, it gets a little bit more tactical uh, as far as like, what are the hires we need to make? What are the systems we need to integrate? What are the things we have to do? And then you go to the one-year plan. It's like, okay, for us to get there in two more years after this year, how are we going to accomplish, like how are we going to make meaningful steps this year to accomplish that three-year plan that leads into the 10-year vision? And then quarterly, what are we going to do this quarter that gets us to that one year, so on and so forth? And it just tracks What's even more fun with this too is we've got data from years and years that we can show the amount of activity we need to be doing in order to get mm-hmm. and reach those goals, whether that's the number of lead goals. Okay, well, in order to get this number of leads, we need to be talking this n- amount of people. In order to be talking this amount of people, we have to have adjust our time blocks to this many hours of prospecting. Yeah, and it's we're all it's all building blocks working towards one goal, and the yeah. whole team's bought into it. Yeah, and it's really cool. And then taking it a step further, there are building blocks that are like I have some pretty significant personal goals <clears throat> for myself right now, and it is causing me to be a lot more particular with my time block and the team is hundred percent bought into that. They know why I want to do it. They know what the plan is. They know what the mm-hmm. vision is. And ultimately it doesn't interrupt what our long-term vision is. It just forces me to make different decisions and us to work as a team to ultimately get there. Uh, and same with TJ, he's got other personal goals and all this bakes in. So, um, it's really cool, but I just want to reel things back. We got into a lot of data. Um, there'll be two downloads. It's the vision traction organizer. And then you'll have that, that, uh, business plan for realtors. It's a big 60 page workbook. It's amazing. You should for sure download it. Uh, But real things back and remind you, we were inspired to share this information because most people have already lost sight of their goals and failed on their goals. It's not too late to restart. You should. But I think what is most important, which is the underscore of this episode is you need to get bought into what in the world you're chasing and why you're chasing it and then set goals that are meaningful for you so that you don't let them go. Because that's one thing we don't do. I don't ever, my goals never fizzle because they mean so much to me. And uh, you know what they are. So you hold me accountable. My wife knows what they are. She holds me accountable. And it's like, there's so much meaning behind it and so much purpose and so much thought put into it. It never fizzles. It's just not like, it's not the way we live life. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, you got anything to close it up? No, I think that was good. If you guys have any questions with this, let us know. Love to help out wherever we can. Yep. Awesome. Thanks guys. Thank you for tuning in. For more industry insights, follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated. And to get in touch with our team, call or text 801-713-4000 or visit loanselevated.com.